episode 14. Things are starting to get serious. Welcome to the Boomcast. We've got a good one for you, because today is a Cinema Savior episode, and I know you all look forward to those. Before we begin, please like and share our show with a friend. You don't even have to like them very much. And subscribe, if you can reach the button. That way you will be notified the exact instant that all upcoming shows arrive. If you have something nice to say about the show, you may leave a review and rate the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I know this is your very favorite, but there are plenty of other great podcasts out there. I may list a few of my own favorites in an upcoming episode. Or I may not. It depends on how nice you are to me. So, without further ado, on with the show. So, I am here today with Mr. Clint Schaffer and Mr. Chad Weeks of the Merco Movie Guys podcast. But on this show, we are simply known as the, the Cinema, Cinema Saviors. Saviors. How are we doing today, fellas? Doing well. Thanks for having doing, us. Doing great, John. Will, doing real great. Your team, your team lost, I hear? <laughs> it, it did. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it's a frustrating loss, too, because, like, you know, you, you, the, the Bills, I'm a Bills fan, huge Bills fan. Hmm? They were... Wait, they had they had it. They snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory is what they did. It's been a frustrating well, to, season. To make you feel better, let's destroy half of the movies on the planet. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to do that again. All right. We're going to do right. that again. It's time because I was contacted by a US government organization. Now now they apparently have a name. It's called the Movie Vault Project. The MVP, I love it. Yep. <laughs> I didn't think about that. What if they th- that's probably yeah. their little inside joke. Yeah. Um, the asteroid that we mentioned last time in the previous vault episode, it was Boomcast number five on my uh show, if you're keeping score. It's still coming. It's still coming. Currently looks like forty eight percent chance of striking the earth. Okay. Mm, okay. And laying waste to the entire civilization. Now All that's right. actually the good news because it was fifty three percent just a couple months ago. So hmm. I mean, a little bit better. Still, still bad news. Still bad news. The glass but, is half yeah. half full. Yeah, but the real bad news. Once again, it falls to us, gentlemen, to um, make sure that fifty percent of all known films are secured in the movie vault under the mountains of Colorado. Uh, we are tasked with choosing those films that are both entertaining and culturally relevant for future generations. So once again, it's up to the Cinema Saviors to choose which films we keep and which are doomed to the ash heap of history. Are we ready, gentlemen? Can't wait. Here we go. All right. So there's some there's some tough ones on here. I'm going to say when they when I look okay. at the list, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be tough for all of us. Um, incidentally, yeah. the asteroid does have a name, by the way. They did name it. Okay. Uh, it's called it's called the Willis Affleck asteroid. So there yeah. must be you know they're movie lovers. They're movie oh, yeah, lovers. For some sure. Ar- Absolutely, Ar- Armageddon yeah. fans out there. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's along with me. I love Armageddon. I think Armageddon's yeah, yeah. a great, great film. Yeah, no matter how many people make fun of that movie, I love that movie. I don't care what anybody says. That's no, that's, a, that's one of those movies. That is a good movie for people that like movies. Yeah, as unsubtle as Michael Bay is, all right. Mm-hmm. There's not a subtle bone in his body. Yep, he does know how to mine emotion with visuals. I'm gonna jump right. I into just watched that movie, by yeah. the way. And Which one, Armageddon? Great. Yeah, I just watched it probably, I don't know, Armageddon's probably about a great. month ago. And it's, it's one of those, movie. like, it's, 
it's actually like it was as enjoyable as I, what I remembered it. So you just can't think too this, much when you're watching it, you know? This is what I always say about Michael Bay. You know how in movies, like big movies at the end or something, every once in a while you get this money shot, this giant money shot, right? That's like, oh, that's gorgeous. That's every shot in a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> All yeah, right. He only sh- he only shoots money shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I like him so much. He's just visually he's he's one of the top guys. I mean, visually. Just, you yeah. know, amazing. He's, he's going to do the, the what is it the, the close up looking up at the characters and doing a little circle around them on every film yeah. and the arc <laughs> shot or it's just called the Michael Bay shot. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> that that is right. what it's called. If you if okay. you go online and look up Michael Bay shot, yeah. You're going to see it. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So we're going to get started here, okay? The the first two films they've sent us here, we have to choose between. They're very similar. Okay. okay? So that might make it hard. One is um, Porky's, directed by <laughs> Bob Clark in yeah. 1981. <laughs> and the other one is Pleasantville, directed by Gary Ross in 1993. Oh, Porky's so I kn- and Pleasantville. So Pleasantville, I don't know that I've actually seen Pleasantville. I, know, I mean, everybody's seen Porky's. I've seen that one. It's nothing like Porky's. Time. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't feel like it is. Uh, it's nothing like Porky's. <laughs> but, that, that's is that the one? Is it partially in black and white? Pleasantville yes. or something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I have seen it, but man, I'm really drawing a blank on it. Uh, with that being said, I've only seen Porky's probably once, and it definitely left an impression. So I'm gonna have to say Porky's. Unfortunately, if my mom is listening, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about you, Clint? I, I'm I'm gonna be right there. Uh you know, I remember uh watching Porky's, which I don't even know if that movie could be released today in <laughs> for, no, for let me help you out there. Let me help you out there. All no. The, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean so but it's one of those like if you watch that as like, you know, especially like a young man, that that, that makes a, a very big impression on you when you watch that movie. I'm just gonna have to say good, bad and and in between Sometimes you just got to have some of those uh, abrasive movies out there. So let's say Porky's. Yeah, I think John said it best because they're not going to make another movie like that. So we can have another Pleasantville style movie, you know, know, in the future. So I think that Porky's is now a must have because we can't make something like that anymore. Right. You know, if you really think about it, the, the films are similar in one way. They're both like coming of age films. Pleasantville uses that device of black and white with color creeping into the film to represent um, leaving behind a certain kind of repressed attitude. It, and Porky's, of course, Porky's is a big time coming of age film for uh, young men. You know, yeah. uh, my dad took way. me to see it. I was like 13. Let me see. 81. Let me not, Hold on. Let me see how old I was. 14. I was 14 when I saw it, which is perfect. That's the perfect yeah, age exactly. to see Porky's, yeah. man. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I was probably similar age, I yeah. mean, right around that 14, 15. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's like, you know, it's probably not appropriate for a 14 or 15 year old to, to watch that. But it's that's the time that you should watch it. You know, it's just, so that's a perfect part of it. Perfect time to not or to uh, to violate some sort of code in the parenting thing there. That Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I have I just have no problems with. I mean, I know some people would, of course. Yeah, I certainly don't have any problem with Porky's. I mean, no. especially when you can't be offended by everything, you know, and I just feel yeah. that we're so offended all the time, you know, and if you really think that you're offended easily, you need to watch Porky's and yeah. be really offended. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, it's it a product of his time, though, too, right? You know, I mean, that's, yeah, that's I, the, I, think so. I mean, it's, yeah. 
that really early it definitely 80s. has that 80 movie feel to, yeah. to it so yeah porky's i don't i don't care what anybody says porky's is a good film i think people after the uh, apocalypse are going to want to see something like that so yeah, my favorite <laughs> also would be with Porky's. Um, I love Porky's. Everything's going to be black and white with the with, uh, you know after the the asteroid hits anyway. Oh yeah, right? yeah you're so right. it's all going to be so you you, you got to have a little color to it. So yeah, yeah, no sunlight. Yeah, you're right. Porky's. <laughs> my father took me to see Porky's, and then I talked my mother into taking me and my sisters, my younger sisters, to see Heavy Metal. Oh wow! <laughs> now. My mother was extremely upset. My father was not upset at all. He loved Porky's. My mother, I mean, just damn near dragged us out, you know, because I did not know that heavy metal was quite like that. It's just full of nudity and sex and violence. Yeah. And and I I was, if I was 12 or whatever, when I watched it, my sisters would have been 10 and 8. Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, mom. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than an awkward sex scene that you weren't anticipating. <laughs> yeah, like when you got like your, because like in a movie theater, you can't just like you know fast forward. awkwardly sit through this. So. Yeah, Clint and I took uh, uh, our. We went to see Napoleon this weekend, and oh. uh, there was there were some awkward scenes in there with uh, Clint's. How old is Devin? I always joke about it so much that I really don't know how old he is. Not to be 15, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see that. I just haven't uh, I haven't gone to the theater in quite a while. Uh, so, John, I hope I you haven't... can find more of uh, something good about it that I couldn't because I just, I just, I, the more I think about it, the more mad I am about that film. No kidding. I just, really? Just, I wanted to love huh. it so much, and maybe that's the yeah. problem, but it would just didn't work on any level, in my opinion. I just don't see that there was anything. I don't know. I can't yeah. find anything good to say about it, really. Every, Other than oh, I think it'll probably get an Os Oscar for costumes. I've said that a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's too the, bad. the story. The, the the actual screenplay I thought was absolutely like that was the disaster in itself. Yeah. Really? But, All right. Now yeah. I am curious. Now I am going to go, go out and see it because I'd like to know your your opinion. Yeah. Now I will see it. Yeah. But as far as these two movies, Porky's. Yeah. I, Mm -hmm. I was really hoping this would get in there because, you know, people need to see Porky's. <laughs> we need it. Often. We need it. Yeah. What a great movie. All right. So that Porky's in the vault. All right. Here's two more. Cobra, directed by George P. Cosmodos. Yeah. Sly Stallone. And the 1998 version of Godzilla by Roland Emmerich. Oh, man. I'm God. I, that movie was a disaster, oh. right? Totally. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the, the the grandioseness of it. It was such a big film, and there was so much excitement going into it. And it was it was so bad, but I I like it. I like it. It's fun. It's it's one of those right, like Twister or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, which exactly. you just really want to watch it. It's just one of those movies. Yeah. Maybe it's not a great yes. movie, but man, it's fun to watch. It I is. Kind of it's, feel, it's, I'm glad you liked the Godzilla movie. I have never liked it. I want, I was so disappointed in the theater oh, when yeah. I saw it. For one thing, the love story stuck out to me like a sore thumb. I did not care at all about if, you know, these two characters get together. It's not what I need in a, a Godzilla movie, you know? So I was kind of uh, a little peeved about that. But let's talk about get Cobra ready. for a second. Get ready Cobra? for that Napoleon, too, by the way. Oh really? Oh great. Yeah. Any 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 fans of Cobra out there? It has been a while since uh <laughs> since I've seen uh seen Cobra, but uh yeah, Sty Salone action movie. I'm a big fan of Is Cobra. Is that right? Yeah. He's a police officer? 
if I'm remembering right. Yeah, he's right. Uh, Marion Marion Cobretti. What is the tagline? Crime is a disease. He's the cure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I I, yeah. re- I remember the poster more than anything. I could see the poster really well of him with his aviators and like you know just yeah. that it's, super cool um, '80s look. It's deep I, in the '80s action mold. Oh, you for know, sure. Uh, deep in there. And, uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of it. I, I really like, I'm a, a big admirer of Sylvester Stallone and he's made movies that some are better than others, but I've always been a fan of Cobra, you know, it's Real, just one realistically, of those. that's so probably I, the, given the, the timepiece and that sort of thing, it's probably yeah. a much better movie than Godzilla. I just, I just, well, that, I that's, Godzilla. I, I'm, I'm going to pitch my opinion here. I'm going to, I'm going to put my, put my tick next to, uh, next to Cobra. Because, you know, I feel like there's enough Godzilla movies out there that, that you know, we can save one of those down the line, right? The, yeah. the Godzilla story can still be told. I just doesn't, I, it doesn't need to be told with the 19, 1998 version of it. So, yeah, you're right with that. Because if, if Godzilla's getting in there, you should also include like Jet Jaguar, you know, like one of those type of Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, we have enough Godzilla movies. I, I'm a big believer that we don't have enough movies about cobras. You know, there's not <laughs> enough cobra movies. Um, I, I have, I am firmly in the Cobra camp on on this one. It's I don't even know if Roland Emmerich has taken Godzilla seriously in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. even feel it doesn't even feel like he's taking it seriously. Now I'm not the biggest. I mean, Roland Emmerich is he's just one of those directors that you know people keep giving him money. John, John, how <laughs> many, know? how many, how many, how many Puff Daddy songs were on the Cobra soundtrack? Though that's the real question. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't have the answer to that. I don't have the answer to that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of that Godzilla movie, and I and I do like Godzilla, but for some reason that one just just never yeah, really no, stuck. That's with fair. Me. And now, now nobody will see it, John. Yeah, I'm I'm actually happy to send this off. To, uh, the trash heap <laughs> this one does not bother me at all oh uh, but this one is really hard for me and i've thought about this and thought about it and i just <sighs> vampires directed by john carpenter mm. 1998 or bram stoker's dracula directed by francis ford coppola in 92 oh man so thoughts so I don't. I'm, I'm having trouble remembering Brand, uh, the the vampires from 1998, the John Carpenter one. Who was? Yeah. Who, who give me something about that one because I'm I'm not so drawing a blank. It stars James Woods, okay, as yeah. the vampire hunter. It's uh, it's kind of a western. It's like a neo western. Um, I think that's enough for me because I am not in the in the camp of people that really love the Bram Stoker's one, and I know that's sacrilegious. I know people love that movie. I do. Uh, Clint's probably gonna. Uh, who, who's 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 Dracula in that one? I'm drawing a blank here. Gary Oldman plays Dracula. Gary Oldman, yeah. So this is he, this is the perfect one he, to incite Clint's uh, uh, anti-Gary Oldman speech. But oh my Gary gosh. Oldman is great in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, uh, I'm going to go with vampires just because I want to be able to see vampires. Yeah. So I don't know that I've seen that one, and I, I love vampire movies, so I would love to see that one. I don't know why I missed that one. Yeah, you should check I, it I will, out. Let I, me know what you think. Yeah. Yeah, I am going to walk back a little bit of my Gary Oldman, you know, hatred here. But yeah. uh, I, Slow Horses has really brought me into the the Gary Oldman uh, 
uh, realm there. I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, TV show, British uh, TV yet. show, but it's fantastic. And he is amazing in that. But uh, what I, I think, what was that? No, I'm just wondering why the, why the, why Gary Oldman? What, what yeah, problem no, do you have with Gary Oldman? Don't let him off the hook on this He's one, just... John. I want you to get into it with him on this one. He wants to you know, said that, that Gary Oldman and William H. Macy were basically the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he never like just struck me as I, I but, but again, I, the more I watch him, like the older I get, the more I watch Gary Oldman films, like I can see like the dude's awesome. Right. I mean, I get it. Yeah. It's just that, like, I don't know, a majority of the movies that I remember him in, you could have replaced him with William H. Macy and it wouldn't have changed the film. <laughs> That's well, it. Okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, it's, it's, uh, Gary Oldman does take, I think Gary Oldman, he does not necessarily have to take leading roles. It seems like he picks roles he's just interested in, yeah. even if it's yeah, a small absolutely. role, you know, even something like Book of Eli. I mean, even though he's like oh. second build in that, he does not have a lot of screen time in it. Um, who was he in Book of Eli? He was the guy who ran the town. Was remember, he? Uh, was he? Yeah, was, he was like the mayor or whatever. That that, that mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't. I don't remember him. I remember. Yeah, I remember Book of Eli very well. But yeah, but it's just one of those things where he just took the. It, it's a small role comparatively. I mean, he could just hold out for lead roles if he wanted to, but it seems like he gets involved in a lot of you know, films where he does smaller roles. And I think he's really good in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, he's great. You know? He's great in it. I just, and I don't know why I don't love that movie. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've given it so many tries and I just don't, <laughs> I don't know. It should yeah. work for me. The, I even, yeah. I read the book when I was, a, when I was younger, like, I don't know, yep. junior high, high, early high school. And I loved it. I loved it. But I just, I don't know. For some reason, the movie doesn't. Yeah, work. no, it's, it's a great book and it sticks pretty close to the story. It's probably mm-hmm. the most faithful adaptation. One thing that keeps me from loving it, and I hate to say it, but it's Keanu Reeves. You think that's mm. it? I think his performance is so distractingly poor that he stands out in a bad way. <laughs> because everybody else is so good in the movie, you know, and Brand and uh Francis Ford Coppola's direction is so solid and the production design is off the charts uh, the production design can you know that movie was completely shot on sound stages there's not a single outside uh shot but you can't tell oh, wow. it looks like it's yeah really everything is on and not only that but all the special effects they used they made sure that they could have done them back in the 30s and 40s they used old wow. school techniques so there's there's interesting things about the movie for sure yeah so and see that's you know? the sort of thing that you know I don't appreciate enough because I know that that's like a that's a a filmmaker's type of dream on something like that. So I I totally get it and I I I I get why people appreciate. It. I just for some reason I don't know I don't know why, but just you're not just the not, only one. You're not yeah. the only one who feels that way. And that, you know I I get it. Maybe it's a tad slow and maybe it's a little operatic and you know and but with I I my personally I probably would have to pick it, and it hurts my heart to say this. Vampires is not the a top tier John Carpenter film as far as I'm concerned. You know, mm. I mean it's a good movie, but it's not a classic movie. Yeah. And John Carpenter has a lot of classic movies in his filmography. I just don't think this is one of them. You know, so I think me personally I would go with Dracula simply because I just think it's gorgeous to look at. Uh what about you Clint? 
thoughts? You know, I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here thinking, listening to 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 all of the feedback. And one of the things I would say is, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking of uh, the types of movies that these folks are gonna gonna want to watch when they <laughs> when they you know get out of, of Armageddon. And and we're you know we're we're delivering some some big action hitters. You know, we got some comedy with with Porky's. We have the action with Cobra. Why not deliver a good, like, cinematic feature like Dracula at that point in time? And especially if you can explain the backstory to him, I think there's just something, right? Something, you know, sweet about that. So I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that at all. You know, it's funny that horror movies are actually enjoyed by people who, who, who do have a lot of tough times in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those, like, a, what do you call it? It's like a release almost. You know, it's a gallows humor. You know, so if, if these people are just crawling out of the vault, maybe they're looking for a little horror. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Why I not? Like that idea. Or maybe not. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> completely wrong on that score. <laughs> All right. Well, my vote's Bram Stoker's Dracula. What was your vote, Clint? I'm going with Dracula. What about you? You were going vampires, Chad? Not, I'm going to go vampires, and now I'm never going to get to see vampires, which I'm sorry. Is- <laughs> Yeah, I'll sucks, just all right. I get I'll it. just I get tell it. you about it sometime. All right, that's fair. All right, because <laughs> it is cool, and of course the music is really good, and there's a lot of gore and stuff. I mean, it's it is cool. All right, well, Bram Stoker's Dracula in the vault. Uh, sorry, John, can I John ask Carpenter? you another question on this? And I, yeah. I I don't mean to derail again. Yeah, but you said talked about you talked about uh, Gary Oldman being mm-hmm. one of the best supporting characters. Yep. So. As far I have this theory or this this thing that I like to scream from the mo- every mountaintop that I can. My favorite B-list actor, okay, mm-hmm. Ben Foster. I don't know if you mm-hmm. like. Yeah, he is he, the most incredible actor that has never yeah. been like a an A-list or never a leading actor. But yeah. every role he's in, he gives a hundred and ten percent. He is so good, and I just wanted to I wanted to he's, see what your thoughts were on him or what uh, yeah. that sort of thing. He's very watchable. I think you're right. I think the only lead that I can think of that he, the only film that he was the lead of was Pandorum, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think you're probably right. Yeah. And the other ones, he's just really, and he's worked with great people. Yep. You know, he's, yeah, he's been great people. He was really good in uh, Logan, you know, as the guy that was chasing Wolverine around. If you remember that. I remember. Uh, Was he he in Yuma? I've watched Logan so many times and I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, that was, that's him. Three Ten okay. to Yuma with Russell Crowe and yeah, see that was really I good in that. Well. Yeah, what he's was the a, one with the uh, the assassins because he was the assa- he was the guy that was uh, yeah the mechanic. Was it the the mechanic? There you go, the mechanic. And, I did and not 30 see days the remake of the mechanic. I didn't see the yeah. remake of that. Is it pretty good? It's yeah. really good. Yeah, really yeah. Good. yeah. I only remember the uh, original one with. Uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah, Jan Michael Vincent. And Jan Michael Vincent is a that's a pretty sad story. This guy had um I want to say cuz he had some really early success in the 70s and early 80s. Uh he had a TV show called Airwolf that was really popular at the time, but he from what I understand, drugs, uh alcohol, and he ended up getting diabetes. He ended up losing his his foot. I mean, it just oh. it, and uh, he, he was unrecognizable later in his life. He just had a lot That's of tough. stuff go wrong, you know, and, and some of these people, it is kind of self-inflicted. And that's the saddest part, you know, when these people sabotage their own careers. Absolutely. You know? 
you know, and he's one and that, like that. Yeah, that's a double-edged sword too, right? I mean, I, I know it's a lot of self-infliction, but man, they're usually around the the wrong crowd, or they got the wrong people that are supporting them, and sure. you know, I mean, just people taking advantage of them. Yeah, because you know, a lot of them are you know younger folks that they don't know what to do with their wealth, or they don't know what to do with their fame, right. and they don't have the right manager or whatever else. And yeah, you can lose everything. You know, yeah. you can lose everything because yeah. you think the gravy train's never going to stop. Yep. But yep. it stops for everybody eventually. Yep. You know? Well, Bram Stoker's Dracula. All right. I, I'm pretty comfortable with that, even though it really does bother me to lose anything in John Carpenter's filmography because I'm such a fan of his. Um, if you if you forced me to mm-hmm. pick a single filmmaker that is the biggest influence on me, it would be John Carpenter. Easily. Not Sam Raimi. No. No, I like Sam Raimi on, too. Dude. Yeah, go ahead. This could, this could be a benefit, though. Beings that were kicking vampires out were keeping Dracula. And you're such a big John Carpenter fan, it just gives you the opportunity to remake vampires on the on oh, the other side of this asteroid. All right. I would do that. I, I don't know. I hope that the work that we're doing here buys us a ticket into the vault. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> I, I really so. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so vampires gone. Oh, that's a bad one. All right, now this one is this one will require some thought because I'm still not sure. Well, actually, no, I have made up my mind on this one, but okay. I think it's tough. All right, Edward Scissorhands, directed mm-hmm. by Tim Burton, 1990, mm-hmm. or Weird Science, directed by John Hughes in 1985. Da, 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 yeah, da, 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 da. Science when the girlfriend comes to life. Where's that's they they create it's like a Frankenstein's monster it's yeah. kind of like a yeah they they create her Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is the bully in there yeah and Bill Paxton is awesome yeah I'm thinking of it's Anthony I'm thinking of Anthony oh Edward. you're Anthony Michael Hall yes there it is Anthony there Michael is. Hall is yeah, yeah 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 which um, you never thought this kid would have had a career past the age of nineteen but he has. No. This yeah. dude's done all kinds of great stuff, but back then when he was doing all the John Hughes stuff, you're like, this guy's got no chance. And then you think Molly Ringwald is the one who's going to have this huge career, and she's got kind of a small career. Yes, <laughs> so you just never know. You never yeah. know. If I was if I was pressed on this one, not taking into consideration what we have already, because I'm going to go with weird science on this one. I, I guess <sighs> I think that I have an exhaustion from from Johnny Depp. And I know how good he is. I know how good he is, and especially in that movie. I just am having an exhaustion with Johnny Depp, I think, because he doesn't play any like real human beings anymore. It's always just like the weirdest possible thing he can be. And it just yeah. it gets exhausting for me. So I get <laughs> I, I'm really I'm really walking around this one. But I so I'm 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 thinking that that's the reason that I'm gonna go with weird science. Uh it's not even the fact that the weird science is Although we're putting a lot of stuff in that generation, man, I I don't. This is a tough one. <laughs> I, I, I I'm gonna yeah. have to I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree, Chad. I I think that uh, I almost see like weird science falling into like the 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 Porky's category that we already already have. Uh, That's what I mean. That's what yeah. And and I think like with Edward Scissorhands, that was just a that's an iconic film. That is that's one of those where that that, that was before you you got to think about it. That's before you were exhausted with Johnny Depp. I know, I know. I mean, that's what I got. You didn't feel that yeah. way when you watched that movie, you know. And uh, no. 
And I feel like that just has a little bit of everything. There's a nice little kind of heartache in there and whatnot. I, I don't know. I just I think I just have to go with Edward Scissorhands. I think it just has a lot of emotion to it. I think you've talked me into it, and I'll probably go with Edward Scissorhands on that basis because you talked me into it. However, however, <laughs> however, if there's another Johnny Depp movie on the list. <laughs> <laughs> hey. that. Because hey. I don't know if this is a Johnny Depp movie that I would want to choose. I would probably choose Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's better of him, even I, you know, because I he's just not really as much. I don't know. I'm I'm walking in circles here. It's a tough one. This one is tough because there's a lot it of things tough. to consider. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know either. I, I mean, the Porky's factor kind of weighed in on it for me. Yeah, I'm just. Unfortunately, I'm just not a fan of Edward Scissorhands. I don't know why. Maybe I was the wrong age when I saw it, or maybe it was just too weird, or I wasn't into. I'm really, I'm like 50 50 on Tim Burton, honestly. I mean, I really kind of respect like half of his filmography, and the rest just really isn't for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm you with know? you on that, John. I'm um, with you on that. His production design. A lot of people have always said that he's a better production designer than he is a director. And there's something to that. <laughs> he's a hell of a production designer. Yeah. His, his stuff looks Can amazing. Can we swap out Edward Scissorhands for Batman then? <laughs> oh, well, that, then that's a slam dunk. That's a Tim Burton, right? So, but even that one. The best part about it is is Gotham, you know, this the look, yeah, the, uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. So I'm not, I'm kind of like, I'm half and half on that movie too. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm trying to find the cast of which one. Oh man, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm trying to type in this, and I typed in, wondering why it wouldn't come out because I typed in weird scissor hands. <laughs> oh, that's that's how fifty fifty you are on this, John. That's how fifty fifty oh, I am you got on that. Robert Downey Jr. in that well, cast. Yes, Clint, we it's said a, that he's yeah, a big cast, that. dude. It's a big cast. Oh, yeah. There's hey, great people in this movie. Right. That's why I'm looking yeah. it up to see who all's in it. Uh, Kelly LeBrock, of course. Everybody thought she was going to be a big star off off of that, but then I don't want to disparage it. But then he, she had that marriage to Steven Seagal, which completely went off the rails, and you know that was a <laughs> That was a why big mess. Why would yeah. <laughs> so? But yeah, um, Bill Paxton. I I almost always go with anything that has Bill Paxton in it. Almost. Yeah. I'm such a Bill Paxton fan. Same. Um, yeah. Oh, another Michael one of those Barry supporting actors that just kills it. Yeah, he's always just so great. So I respect that. We'll go with Edward Scissorhands. My vote would be with Weird Science. I just I just like it better. I think it's funny yeah. and. You know, but we'll say Edward Scissorhands. I don't feel nothing. good about this, John. I'm just no, telling you that we're right watching now. Edward Scissorhands and and we're all just kind of moaning and groaning. You know, John's just going to look over and be like, we could have been laughing with weird science, but you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt I'll be watching Edward Scissorhands again, but we've got to have a Tim Burton on there, though, for sure. Yeah, you know, I guess right? I suppose we do. He He's a he's an important figure in film you know, in this latter part of the century. And, yep. and it is, it's a fairy tale. It is. You know? I, I guess you could kind of I mean, weird science is more, it's like science fiction almost, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, but, uh, well, Edward Scissorhands, we'll go with that. Does, yeah. Does People Johnny Depp like that. talk in that movie? Yeah, he does. Not a lot, but he does. Okay. So I'm sitting here trying to think yeah. of like, you know, he's really weird and he does his weird sure. actions and stuff, but he never really talks. So it's not like now, when I was in my I'm Winona really Ryder phase, 
I had a big crush on Winona Ryder when I was uh, younger, you know, you know, I don't know, 16 to 21 or whatever it was. <laughs> I, I easily would have said scissor, scissor hands at that point. Yeah. But, but anyway, Edward scissor hands in weird science out. Woo. All right. <sighs> yeah. That's rough, Stop man. Um, Bill Paxton's performance. He's so good in that as Chet, you know, he's just so good. at that. <laughs> so, all right. No, I won't be moaning any longer. Because we have a couple other movies to... This one might be a little easier. It depends on where you land. Twister, right? since I mentioned it earlier, <laughs> uh, by Jan Dubont. Yeah. <laughs> Twister, 1996, which I really like. Uh, it's going to be tough I, to beat Twister. That is a... I know. I've seen it like right. 10 times. Little, man, little, I'm little just, piece of trivia, John. That is yeah, the that? First, first movie ever released on DVD. 1996? Yep. That was the first movie ever released on DVD. Hmm. This was on one of my. I believe you. Tri- I believe yeah. you. I'm just trying to see what year that was. So 96. Yeah. It's hard to believe that VHS lasted all that through that time. But I guess it I was know. because was I working at Blockbuster at that time? Yeah, I worked at Blockbuster before this. That is a name so, drop in itself. You worked at Blockbuster. That is. Yeah, the, I worked at Blockbuster. Job, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. I didn't know that though. That's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, if you came, if you came to our uh, our trivia nights, then uh, that that was a question last was it last year. I wouldn't have got that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have got that. Versus the wrestler by Darren Aronofsky. Oh. What was it? Mickey Mickey Rourke, right? The wrestler with Mickey Rourke, directed oh, by yep. Darren Aronofsky in two thousand eight. Well, here's uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to lead this one off here. I have, yep, I have thoughts on on this one. So Twister is just I it's one of my favorite like storm type of movies and i think that twister kind of i don't know like i just remember like that like changing changing the era of movies like with all the special effects and everything else like it was just that's a imprint on my childhood i will say however the wrestler is the overall better movie here i i thought the wrestler for the actual i mean it's it it, it takes you it takes you through some ups and downs but uh, the wrestler is a better movie but I, i'm gonna put i'm gonna vote twister in here since we kicked bill paxton out on weird science we're going to bring him back on on twister that's my vote all right i'll go next i will also choose twister only because you just said that <laughs> bill, bill paxton we kicked him yeah. out of weird science i can't kick him out twice in the same yeah. list although the wrestler is a fantastic movie i think we can all agree with that absolutely it, it's held together by Mickey Rourke's performance. So basically that's why it's good. So if you really like that aspect of it, then I guess you'd go with that because he is fantastic in it. It's probably his best performance, honestly. You know, I think, yeah, I think uh, Marv is, is up there. I mean, it's not his best performance, but, but I I love Sin City. So, so on my, on my end, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Twister. And, and if, uh, Aliens is on here too. I'm going to I'm going to smash the Bill Paxton button again. But uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, I I I feel like an, like with the wrestler. I watched that. I I I was like, yeah, it's a good movie. And his performance was incredible, mm-hmm. incredible. However, for me, it's like it's like I, I I watched it once and I never went back to it. Maybe if I would have, it would have been better. But I just it's like it's a good movie. It's but I it's, think. Well, I was just going to say, it's certainly not the crowd pleaser that the Twister no. is. And um, I think that's kind of an Aronofsky thing. Like, once you see them, it's probably once is enough, for, in my opinion, anyway. 
Yeah, I'm trying, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of an Aronofsky film that I've seen like multiple times, and yeah. I I don't know if there is one. I think I've I, only seen I everything did the same once. Thing and real quick off the top, I just couldn't come up with anything that was really so, like, yeah, that I would want to watch more than kind once. Of movies though that are like you know emotionally you know exhausting are tough to watch a second time. Yeah, right. That's I true. mean, like, that's and, true. And, and I feel like that's where the wrestler lands. Is I mean that one? Like I said that one kind of you're kind of feeling a little weird at the end of that, you know, I mean, not, it ain't a happy ending by any means. So plus, plus you get sprinkled in a little bit of, uh, Oh, Philip Seymour, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you get Philip um, Seymour Hoffman in a pretty un unhinged, uh, role as really well. So weird role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's out there in this thing. Yeah. yeah. He, in a, in a cast full of kind of crazies, he's well beyond crazy in this thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not crazy, absolutely. But he's just so forward as a character. You know what I mean? Yeah, for you know? sure. I mean, it's just, but I, I don't know what it is. There's a formula for like crowd pleasing movies, and the Twister just got the formula right for sure. You know? yeah, I've, for sure. I've, I've I, literally I've seen the thing like ten times. Yep, exactly. And I could I could watch it right now if it was on TV. It's like yeah, I'll watch it again. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm scanning through um Aronofsky's yeah, filmography I'm because there are I think there's two that I would see okay. again that I like would see again here. Um The Fountain. Oh, see, I don't know the fountain. I saw that one on the list and I don't think I know that one. I don't think a lot of people saw it, but I okay. love it. I love it. And then there's the one he did really early on. Oh, he wrote he wrote Below. I don't know if you know that. That's an early thing in his career. Below is a submarine movie where there's a ghost in it. But um, no, it's the I it's love the very, submarine movies. By the way, oh, you would like Below then for sure. Yeah. You if, would like. If there's that. a submarine <laughs> aspect in a movie. I'm I'm like all in. I don't. I have <laughs> yeah. no clue why that why that scratches an itch for me. But like, that's probably one of the no, most clear comments ever. He's like I'm submarine movies. I love submarine movies. I love that. Yeah, dude, like I do down too. Periscope. I I I th- I have watched <laughs> Kelsey, that. Kelsey Grammer. Like and I'll, I'll I'll go from that to like Red October. Hunt for the Red October. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like two, total opposite right. sides of the spectrum. Right. I'll I'll love them both. Well, the other film that I was trying to think of I couldn't think of was Requiem for a Dream, which mm-hmm. is an early film that he did, which I think is fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. Again, I, yeah. I will never watch that movie again. It's again, it's like there's nothing it, it is hard to watch some of these over like Black Swan. I have no plans to watch Black oh, Swan again. Man. Yeah. You know, it's he must know that he's not making a quote unquote crowd pleaser. He's just yeah. doing things that interest him. So I completely respect the guy. He's a great filmmaker, but he didn't make Twister. If he if he did make Twister, I, I wonder what kind of movie that would be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I fear for Helen uh, Helen Hunt's safety if he made Twister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Twister's just one of those movies. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Twister's in. The wrestler's out. Sorry, Darren. Oh boy, guys. Okay, here we yeah. go. All right. I don't know if this is. Ra- I don't know if this list is going the way it should, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's going. It's going a direction. I just don't know what she's. Yeah, every one of them we got right. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get this one wrong too. The Sixth Sense by Shyamalan. Mm. Oh, it's going to be tough to beat that one, John. I'm going to tell you right now. 1999. I I agree. Or uh, Shutter Island by Martin Scorsese. Oh, Jesus. 2010. Yeah. Yeah, I had that same reaction. <laughs> these are two like these are two incredible movies. Yeah. Like they these are. are these are the type of movies that that 
that invoke a lot of emotion and thoughts. And you could every time you watch them, you're going to find something new about it. And it's like, how did I not see that? How is this not so obvious in all of this? And oh man, this People is I think these, these little like fan videos of Shutter Island on all the little nuances that like whether it's you know the words he used or like how he was like fiddling with his hands at different times and things of that nature and how it all linked back. Uh, I mean, and there's just some of these things are just tiny little details that that are a part of that film, you know. Both of these films, you watch it differently the second time you see it, mm-hmm. so, right? Yep. Because there's the reveal at the end that causes you to rethink the entire film, and then it's an entirely different experience the second time you watch it. That's exactly. So I wonder if that's. Right. I wonder if that's why they put them together here. Um, yeah, that's so probably similar. exactly why. Um, yeah, um, this is a tough one, and I don't know. I, 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 I'm I know. really, I'm really struggling with this one. Uh, I'm just going to have to go with my gut on this one. I'm just going to say Shutter Island because even though the Sixth Sense is pretty brilliant, it's not my favorite Shyamalan film. That's just it. You know? so, so, so John, I shouldn't want to go with with Shutter Island because the Sixth Sense, in my opinion, is probably a better movie. I just, I worry. <sighs> Go, go, Clint, if you got an opinion, jump in here. I'm just, I, I, I want to go with Shutter Island, though. I think I, that's where I'm leaning because that movie was so, it, it was dark, and the the ending of that one is as 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 chilling as the end of the Sixth Sense was. I think the final scene of Shutter Island was almost better because it leaves a little bit open to suggestion, but in all reality, it's like it wasn't. You know, like I don't know, I don't know how yeah. to say it. You know what I'm, I know you, I know you know what I'm saying, but it's also like. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push back on, on the, I'm going to have to go sixth sense. Uh, if I shutter Island, if I remember right, I think that came out similar time, uh, within like a year or two of, of inception as well, I believe. And, and that, I just remember thinking back on like, uh, you know, if I'm going to sit down and watch like a Leo film, I'm not picking shutter Island. Like shutter Island isn't going to be on, on that list. Uh, Sixth Sense, though. I mean, I think that was just one with. I don't. I, I love that story. I think that uh, the ending is is one of the biggest shocks of a of an ending aspect. There. Uh, I don't know. I I think I'm gonna have to go that's, Sixth Sense. On that's probably story. the right answer. But Inception would be third on the on this list for me out of these three movies. Um, as far as Leo to movies, if you put Wolf of Wall Street in there, no, nothing you know is going to beat. I'm that going one. to actually. I thought Inception was 2012. It wasn't. It was the same year, 2010. Same year. So okay. Shutter Island and Inception came out the same year. Now that's interesting. Yeah. So I I thought they were close, and uh, I just They're remember like close. for me, I would I would rather <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy Inception <laughs> more than I do Shutter Island, right? Uh, but that's just probably because it's more of a I don't know, it's more of a fun film to watch. So uh, this is really you know, hard for me. Great. I mean, honestly, I didn't think it was. It's harder now that I think about it. Um, I think Clint's right, though. I think. So are we going to do that? Because I think that I think the Sixth Sense is the better movie. And I agree with that. I agree with it 100 percent that it is the better movie. However, I would rather have Shutter Island. Shutter Island, yeah. Personally, like that would be my personal preference. However, there's no doubt that the Sixth Sense and especially on a worldwide basis, that one's going to have more appeal. You know, especially for people that haven't yeah. seen it, it's going to have more of a, more of an appeal. Yeah, However, maybe changing my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I think culturally relevant. Maybe the Sixth Sense made the biggest impact. It, I think it, it made a bigger to. impact on cinema 
than Shutter it Island had did. To. No. You're right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it did. It needs to, it, it, the sixth sense needs to be in, uh, uh, in the vault. It needs to be. It needs to be preserved. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I'm with you on that. And I it's hate certainly, the fact uh, we're about to lose Shutter Island. I hate that. I know. I am yeah. flipping tables. <laughs> like uh, that, that, is, that, is a, that is a travesty that we're losing Shutter Island because that movie is great. Depending on what's happening, though, you may wake up and that's not reality, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me see. Okay. Um, damn. That's that's rough because I really like Shutter Island. But yeah, me I guess too. this is probably the right decision. It is. Sense. You know, my, my favorite Shyamalan film is probably Unbreakable, um, followed by Signs, probably. Um, I think mine is probably probably Signs. I Signs think that, that movie great. is 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 great. It's got the best yeah. terrifying like feel to it. Uh, yeah. And then probably okay. yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Unbreakable yeah. after that. The Sixth Sense. All right, In the Vault, Shutter Island. Sorry, Martin. Yep. That's yep. it, buddy. Dag on. All right. All right. Now here, this is. This is weird. All right. Okay. The original King Kong, 1933, directed by Marion okay. C. Coopy and Ernest yeah, B. Yeah. Shodsack. Or Spider-Man 3, directed by Sam Raimi, oh, 2007. So so here's the thing. I, I got to go back to this this King Kong one. Is it, Which one is it that while he's on the island, he fights a big, uh, big squid or an octopus or something like that? He fights is a that snake the- in um, the original. And I is think that what fights, it is? Yeah, and I think he fights a Tyrannosaurus Rex as well. I, 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 it's been a long time, but I know he fights a snake. Here, 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 here's the thing: if you take out the, uh, the that version of Tobey Maguire where he's doing the uh, emo snapping thing and all that uh-huh. stuff, and like that weird vibe that he puts out, Spider-Man Three isn't a bad movie. <laughs> they just. Well, it's that's one be, man's it's opinion. Gotta be King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be King Kong. All right, but, but like I'm just, just trying to defend Spider Man three because yeah. it's not it's not as terrible as everybody makes it sound. There were some really good things. It was very visually stimulating. Topher Grace was a terrible choice for Eddie Brock. Bryce Dallas Howard was a great choice for Gwen Stacy. Uh, if it was almost any other Spider Man I'd, I'd I would be voting in Spider Man, but Spider Man Three, I just don't feel like the world needs it. I feel like if it's gone, it's just not going to make an impact. Yeah. So I feel like I, mean, I feel like King Kong's just going to be the be more impactful at right. that point. If we get right down to it, King Kong really has to be in the vault. It I mean, has, it has to, be, to be. There's no getting around a, that, right? Yeah. It's an obvious one. Spider Man yeah. Three, though, I'm going to have to push back on this. Uh, it's better than you think. I think it's worse than I think. <laughs> I, and I, and I, I don't like, I, I don't like talking bad about it. movies. Yeah. And that's fine. But you know what the, and it's not, it's the, it's not Sam Raimi's fault. Sam Raimi was under incredible pressure in yes. that movie. And he, he did make not get part, to make right? the movie he wanted to make. Yeah. Right. Wasn't even close. He wanted to make a movie with the, uh, the Hobgoblin. Right. Mm. I mean, that yeah. was that's the movie he wanted to make. Then the studio said, no, we need another bad person because you always have to have two bad guys in a movie. Right. Well, especially the the the, the sequel of the sequel. So. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted I mean, Sam Raimi wanted the vulture. He wanted John Malkovich to play the vulture. Is what oh, he, wanted. he would have been perfect. Yeah, that been fantastic. But he was told no. And this is this is how much um, 
you would think that someone like Sam Raimi at this point would pretty much have a blank check. Yeah, pretty much sure. you could trust him to make the movie he wants to make. Not the case at all, right? So then they said, well, Venom's pretty popular. Let's throw Venom in there too. And the screenwriter, Alvin Sargent, he said, "I this is this is too much. I mean, it's just way too much to put in a script. I don't even know how to do this. So then he thought, I'm going to cut it in half. We're going to make a Spider-Man 3 and a Spider-Man 4. But they couldn't find a way to cut it in half. There was no way to, to do it, to make two things. And finally, I think Sam Raimi just threw up his hands and just, he let the, the, the clock run out on his three picture deal. He had at Sony and like, mm. well, you want, I'll, if you want a Spider-Man movie, I'll just make it. Screw it here. This is what you get. Right. Because that yeah. movie is a mess. It's a mess. I, I, it's I, a I mess. Get it. I get it. If you I get it, I do. If you take I Venom do. out, I think it's, it's, I think it's much better movie. If you take the whole Venom thing out. Tom, Thomas Hayden Church was great. He was great he, in that movie. He should have been the main bad guy. He's I think awesome so too. in that. There's some He's great things too. in it. And yeah, then maybe I bring think, it in the Hobgoblin or something like that. Yeah. I think the the scene of, of him becoming the Sandman is one of the more emotional moments of any of these Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I would agree. You know? Trying to grab his daughter's so, picture. Yeah. So, or his, uh, Sandman is, is one of my favorite because of that, though. Because like, he is like... Mm-hmm. You feel every time like any story about the Sandman happens in any of the Spider-Man universes, you always feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. he got like he got a bad yeah. break and and he's trying to protect his family and he just yeah. goes about it, you know, maybe not the and, right way. But uh, yeah, Sandman, and that's a good movie. So. Right. But trying to shoehorn Venom in there at the last hour, you know, at the last and, and the way they handled it is horrible. I mean, an asteroid hits the earth next to Peter Parker. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, I know. that's the best. That's the best you can do. That's, that's it. Yeah. Venom yeah. And falls to earth and jumps on his bikes by his motorcycle. That's the best story you can come up with. Uh, you're right. John, 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 it's, it's not as bad as you think. John, oh, no, no, John. <laughs> Here, here's, worse. here's the thing. This is also like, there's also one point in this movie, which is like the most, cringy uh moment in any movie i've ever seen it's where yeah, uh mary jane and harry osborne are making skillets or whatever they're making omelets and yeah, he's like, like i wish somebody yeah. i wish somebody knock me knock me on my head and i'd forget and she goes bonk oh man <laughs> i'm I, so john i'm a i'm a huge spider-man fan so Me too. Is, that, you're right you're right that was and that's you're right and that's why it's disappointing right because we're fans Yes, exactly. You know? And 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 I also want to take part of the responsibility for this because I bought I wanted Venom so bad in this movie that it's like it was almost like put Venom in, you cowards. Let's do this thing. Well, Let's do it. And 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 like I was stated before, <laughs> Venom's race. popular. Right? Venom's popular, so it is a it's a it's a natural way for them to go yeah. because I mean you're, yeah. you got a huge fan base and a huge following, right? And uh but unfortunately, sure. yeah, they just they just didn't do it right. So Yeah, I mean it it's yeah, but you can't just add a new subplot into a movie that's basically already written and expect yeah. it to be, you know, flawless. Yeah. You know, I, I just am really so disappointed in that. And it's too bad that because it basically tarnished for me, it kind of tarnished that trilogy, ending it like that. 
And I totally I'm a agree. Big fan of the first two. Big fan. Yes, absolutely. You know, Spider Man Two with, could be the best movie of all time, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Like, with, I could without the first Spider Man, without the first one, we don't have Marvel Universe the way that we know it. Yeah, that's definitely like, one that I mean, um, a lot of people point to Blade, X Men. Oh, Blade! You yeah, know? Blade was the first part of the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. that shows that a comic book character can actually make money. But you know, I think Spider Man was the thing that really just like made real. The X Men came. The X Men came before Spider Man, though. Too, didn't yeah, they? You, yeah. That you, was yeah. X-Men was it ninety eight something like that? Yeah, I remember something like that. that. Yeah, and they really uh, they really set it. X Men was definitely like yeah that that was like the entry. It was just that Spider Man was just like that. That's when we knew it was actually getting real. right. You know, Spider-Man it's like, 2 gave man, you a lot, of, a lot more, a lot more layers, or Spider Man gave yeah. you a lot more layers, and then Spider Man Two, it was, it was the most visually stimulating movie ever. Like you, you saw at that time, yeah, because that battle yeah. on the uh, on the train, incredible, incredible, yeah, yeah. no, it's Absolutely. great, and it's it's sad because Spider Man Three is so underwhelming that it's losing to King Kong, which we really don't have anything to say about. <laughs> No, I've, I've never no, seen it. So, based off of Spider-Man Three, you're right? If you do watch it, Clint, you're probably gonna be underwhelmed. It's yeah. I mean, King Kong is great, like for the technical, you know, aspect that it is. But man, it's not something you sit and say, "Oh man, this movie's great." You know, uh, you just have stop to stop motion on that, John. Or yeah, you, how do they? You, sorry, do they use stop motion on that? How do they do the King? Yeah, Kong? Yeah, stop motion. So I you thought, have uh, to appreciate it. I mean, you do have to appreciate it. That's fine. But it's just funny that that's what we're picking. And it's simply because Spider-Man 3 tastes so bad. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, tough. that's too that's bad. Because you guys know I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. and I know you are. You know? Yeah. It's too bad Dark Man is not on here. I would choose Dark Man for, <laughs> for anything. I'd be, <laughs> All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. King Kong, yep. great. Now, these two here are very similar. Now, this is we, we may have to talk about this. I mean, these are <laughs> legitimately similar. Flight by Robert Zemeckis, 2012. If you remember, if you remember this movie, it's uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. I want to make sure there was Denzel Washington. Lands the plane, right? Or Sully, directed by Clint Eastwood, Mm -hmm. where Tom Hanks has to land the plane. Yeah, they were almost the same. Yeah, that's why it's all. It's they're very similar. There are differences. So, but they're very similar. So I'll, I'll, I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan first off. Yeah. And I'm also a huge Tom Hanks fan. So, uh, but I have met Captain Soli in real life. I've, uh, got to shake his hand and get a picture with him and also get to hear his, uh, his story on stage. Uh, and I, I think that is just one of the, uh, that's just such a great story and such a, I mean, it's a, it's a true story of all the things that, uh, that they had to go through. I'm going solely a hundred percent here um, because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, that is just a real true hero that, that made an incredible decision uh, and then had the skill to back it up. Right. And, uh, and it was all because of how disciplined he was. And, and it's kind of fun when you hear him talk, he even talks about uh, literally having to take it back to the basics of like, if you're flying a Cessna, and it's like when things go wrong and he's like, you literally have to cut it all the way back to what you know and how to react, you know, even with all that, all the other stuff that's going on, just back to the basics. And uh, I don't know. It's just such a good story. So that's my pitch. Yeah. So. I think that like flight is kind of based on a true story, but it's not the true story, right? It's a, yeah. There's a degree of separation that it has that Sully doesn't. 
you know. So before um, we go, before I go with my answer, because I think I'm going to follow Clint's lead on this one, but uh, I want to do the the a recap of the plots here because uh, Flight was the one where he Denzel Washington got really drunk. He flipped the plane upside down, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that right. to to stabilize right. it, and then it's solely that's the one where the the tower is telling him not to, but he lands in the Hudson or something like that. Right. Is that basically yeah, what right. it was? And the tower right. the whole time is telling him not to. And yeah, right. so I'm going to go. Well, and, solely- they, and they tried to, you know, the, the fascinating part about that, you know, they, they took people through training to prove that he could have made it, but like they had to try, you know, a hundred times and they were prepped for it. And there was no, you know I mean? Like, it, yeah. I mean, they were trying yeah. to like set him up, like he did the wrong thing. And in the end, right. they basically just proved it all right. Yeah, uh, right. that, that yeah. was that was the yeah. only thing he could have done to save all those people so yeah, yeah. i mean and story. i like that aspect of it of course flight has also a really compelling story with um basically a group trying to protect him right and they were framing someone else on that like a flight attendant and then at the end he steps up and says no it was me i was drunk i'm drunk right now basically yes yeah, so he's like a severe you know? alcoholic yeah. on yeah. there yep. yeah um so this one's hard for me, but since it looks like you guys are going Sully and I don't want to say that I lost out, I'm going to say Sully too, even though I kind of enjoy flight better because, uh, because Denzel is just Denzel, you know, yeah. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> that. Hey. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat, yep. but I have no have- problem with Sully. You know, it's just one of those, you know, cause Clint Eastwood directs a movie about every uh, 40 minutes and this is just one of them. You know, this dude's <laughs> directing the movie right now. He's directing yeah. a movie right now. He's 93 in uh, Atlanta. Really? Yeah. He's making a movie right now. Um, I He's got, he's probably directed more films than just about any director working today. And you don't and, think about and, that because sometimes you think of him as an actor, not a director. But and he is uh, maybe an unpopular, unpopular opinion. I am a much bigger fan of the movies that he directed than in the movies that he acted in. I was not a cowboy uh really uh, uh, no i was not nope I, you don't I, like any I of those felt- um you don't like any of those spaghetti westerns that he did with uh, sergio leone best, man. it's it's not that i don't like him it's fine i felt like it, when i grew up it was it was either john wayne or clint eastwood i felt like there was mm-hmm. this either or thing for me and i was so I hard that. on john wayne i see that, that yeah i so you know it was just i was john wayne guy and clint eastwood uh you know i just but but I, I, some of his movies are, I mean, far superior to John Wayne's. You know, well, The Unforgiven, well, so, for example, another great well, movie. You were talking about him in his 90s and and still directing. And I just heard a, a fun little quote from him uh, because people keep asking him, you know, like, when's he going to stop? And is he going to keep directing and things of that nature? Uh, and uh, And he said, to retire is to expire. And I thought that was just such a yeah. cool take on that of just. Yeah. He's just gonna keep on going, but uh, he's also his directing style. If you uh, if you listen to some of these interviews, uh, it's intense, uh, and he doesn't like to do uh, multiple takes. And we've seen that in like the the baby scene in American Sniper, which is like a big oh, stain yeah. on that movie. Uh, a, a fantastic story, a fantastic, a, a very well directed movie. Uh, except yeah. that scene is absolutely like atrocious, right? And uh, and yeah. and I think I think he has some downfalls like that where it's like we just got to get this done, you know. These two directors, Robert Zemeckis and Clint, and Clint Eastwood, they're not all that. They're not very similar. Clint Eastwood is a very like meat and potatoes kind of director, 
Robert Zemeckis, he is not a meat and potatoes director. I mean, he he's he likes uh, special effects a lot. He's a little bit more polished. But, I mean, that's not to take anything away from Clint Eastwood. People love working with Clint Eastwood. He, he doesn't – he's like a no-bullshit kind of guy, you know? Let's just get in, do our two or three takes, and get out. And if you – if you cast the right actors, that's fine. You know, he's he's the exact opposite of, say, a Stanley Kubrick, right? Yeah. The way, is the way that they run their sets, you know? So I'm a big fan but, of Clint Eastwood. Have you we ever heard the story of, all day. of the, the, the one more take with Quentin Tarantino? How he always does an extra take, like, even oh, though yeah, if yeah, they yeah. nail it, and he always does <laughs> another one, do and it. he always says... You know why? Because we love movies, right? Like that's, that's right. That's like yeah. the whole thing. And it's like that making to me, movies is fun. Yeah, because making yeah. movies is fun, you know. And it's like that yeah. to me is like the the total difference of of like yeah. Clint Eastwood, right? Because it's like he's just yep. in there to get like get that shot, get out of there, you know. Yeah, he's, he also does things like he doesn't call action. He doesn't call oh. action. Uh, and he said. I remember this quote. He said that the reason he doesn't call action is because back when he was doing all those westerns, it when when someone yelled action, it would startle the horses. Oh, that if makes I'm sense. Right. So today yeah. he still doesn't do it. All he does is say "Go ahead" or "Whenever you're ready" or you know. Um, and I've tried that myself, but it's hard. Everybody expects to say action, so we say action. <laughs> There's but something it's just, fun about it, though, right? Like that's like the, it's a very the romantic rel- yeah. aspect yeah. of making a movie is like the you know the the sound thing claps and, right. yeah. and away you go. I've heard that his sets are very relaxed and they're just. You know, there's a lot of creative freedom in them, you know, which is cool because uh, he, he was an actor. So he understands. He comes from that world. I don't know. I'm OK with this, even though I, I do like Flight. I think it's a fantastic movie. But Sully is good, too. And the fact that it's a true story and stays really close to those facts. I'm, I guess I'm with you. I guess I'm we're with putting, you guys we're on putting that. history in here now. Yeah, so that that just that just makes me makes me feel good. I'm I'm happy that the the that that one's saved and going in the vault. So yeah, and Robert Zemeckis has plenty of other films that could be in the vault. I mean, just look at the Back to the Future films. You know, those oh, yeah. have to be in the vault. You know, so all right. Now this is a weird one. Uh, all right. So Sully is in flight out. The creature from the Black Lagoon, 1954, directed by Jack Arnold, or the Naked Gun, directed by <laughs> David Zucker. In on this one for me. 1988. <laughs> well, all right, so here's the thing. We've got King Kong in here, right? Okay, so we've got <laughs> one of these classic movies that have the same style. I want I want Leslie Nielsen and all his ridiculousness. Uh, yeah, I am Naked Gun, for sure. <laughs> I, I will watch. I will watch every naked gun that's out yeah. there and uh anything the that Leslie Nielsen is in I think he's absolutely hilarious. I love the, his style of comedy. Uh that 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 one to me is I mean I grew up on the like watching those movies. I probably didn't understand half of actually some yeah. of the jokes but uh man it wasn't uh, uh OJ Simpson? OJ Simpson was in them as well. OJ yeah. Simpson. OJ yeah. was yeah. a big part of those, yeah. What's that? <laughs> I'm going naked gun as well. I and yeah, I have I, to, to be fair, I've not seen uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, but uh, I like your selling point on King Kong. Uh, we already we already got one of those uh, yeah. those styles. So, 
Yeah, and the creature of Black Lagoon is, I don't know, it's probably not as classic as King Kong is. I mean, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It actually plays out pretty good. It's a good film. But I'm with you guys. The Naked Gun, people are going to want to laugh. People are going to want to laugh when they come out of yep. the, Yep. you know. Um, I guess we got to think about that, too. Although we did throw Twister in there, another disaster film. They come right out of the apocalypse, and now we got to watch that. But, you know? There but is something I, to be said, though, like movies like The Naked Gun uh, and what was it? Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Do, you know, they all kind yeah. of played off yeah. the same kind of same kind of style. Uh, but there's something to be said about just, you know, I picture those, you know, days where maybe you, you, you had too much to drink the night before and you're just a little bit fuzzy, but you just want to sit down and just watch a movie that you don't have to think about. That's the yeah. Naked Gun series, you know, just yeah, like I think I'm, so I'm going to throw, throw, throw a scary movie that series in there because that is a oh, yeah. highly yeah, underrated kind of series. Whole parody aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I think, stupid. Yeah. Those stupid. Now, I haven't watched a lot of the scary movies, but. I think they come the closest to getting the tone right that the other films did, you know, the, the, the throw everything, even including the kitchen sink at it joke wise, you know, because the Zuckers and Abrams made airplane, which was their first airplane to top secret, uh, the naked guns, hot shots. Top Secret is just like this. It's but it's it makes fun of spy movies. Uh, Val Kilmer stars in in that movie. Wow, and I love yeah. Val Kilmer. So this is you would yeah. like it. You would like you would like that. Oh, Val but, Kilmer, man. Yeah, but yeah, you can't. You know, there's more jokes per minute in these films than probably any other style of film. Oh, the Kentucky Fried movie. That was their first movie. I don't know if uh. you're familiar with that one. No clue. Oh, guys. Airplane, no, airplanes it. directed was it directed or written by the same people as Naked Gun? Yeah. yeah. Oh no kidding. I didn't know same that. Team. That makes sense. I mean it's the same kind of movie. So yeah. yeah but I'm team. glad you put I'm glad you put Naked Gun over Airplane in this situation. Or the the MVP did, because I'm I'm going to put Naked Gun over uh Airplane every day. And I know that may be sacrilegious so? again. Yeah, you I think do. So? I do. I love Naked Gun. Airplane was good. It was really good. It really was. Uh, yeah. But now you got to remember, John OJ Simpson was a Buffalo Bills running back, so that carries a lot of oh, weight as we talked true, about true. the you know the front side of this. So say no more, say no more. Yeah, yeah. All right. that's true too. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I if the, if the creature from the Black Lagoon, if I don't ever see it again, I think I'm okay with that. I mean, it's yep. yep. You know, it's there's plenty of those older you know horror movies like Universal movies that you know are probably better or more classic than that one, but. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Naked Gun. Great. Now, I know that Chad's going to have a hard time with this one just from past uh, past conversations. This is the last one. I, th- I think this this list that we have here is, is pretty good. Yeah, this one's going to be tough for you, Chad. Um, Twilight, directed by <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> directed by Catherine Hardwick, 2008, or a Pulp Fiction, directed by Quentin Tarantino, 1994. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. isn't even no. uh this isn't even a a conversation, is it? Uh okay, I guess we can wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, that, I love vampire movies. I love vampire movies. Can't stand the sparkly ones. So like and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I appreciate that what they were trying to do with, with with the Twilight movies and the Twilight books. I actually read the first two Twilight books because yeah. it was, you know, I'm I'm I, I can't stand not being in the know. 
So like I try and like, you know, if, if it's a popular thing, I want to at least know they are, they are so poorly written and they're just, they're just, they're just bad. The book. And, and it's, it's not in like a, a good in a bad way or bad in a good way, yeah. whatever it is. It's not, they're bad. Well, no. I've never read a Twilight book. I don't know what age group they're. I just assume they're written for like teenage girls is what I, I, were. I just and thought. So, is yeah. that what it is? It is. That's what they're aimed at. So I guess that's why I didn't work. Now, I, I will agree that the Twilight movies. Well, let me back up. I <laughs> kind of think the first Twilight movie is not terrible. All right. There's um, there's a tone about it that's different than the other ones. You know, it has a very kind of like an independent feel. Catherine Hardwick, I think, had the right instincts of what she was trying to do. Everything beyond that, it became a lot more like, I don't know what you call it, mainstream, maybe, you mm -hmm. know. And to me, I'm just, I, I just, that wasn't for me. But the first Twilight, not terrible, not great, but I, I think it was, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a dark film. It's, yeah. You know, the like first one. The, the the first book was about the same way. So like you listen, you read that first book, and it's like it's poorly written, uh, but it has like it has some 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 bones to it. Like there, you could build something off of this, and, yeah. But it just it never gets there, to in my opinion. And then the second one, it was such a struggle to get through because it's like, or I'm a, I'm a moon without a planet trying to find. It was stupid. It was so stupid. Yeah. Well, I I. I mean, when I look at these two films, I mean, you couldn't probably pick two more different films. Uh, Pulp Fiction is by far the one that I would vote for just from a, a theatrical standpoint and, sure. and a and a movie lover standpoint. Now, if you're talking about a movie that had a bigger impact on the on the larger population, I mean, Twilight took over the world. So, I mean, there is an aspect there that uh, that, that you do have, you know. That was a as as far as like for cultural relevance. I mean, that was that was wildly impactful, right? Uh, that was like right, some I, of the first I'll, like hashtags that I remember was yeah team okay team whatever versus Edward the other team, and you know Edward and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. actually had forgotten about that. I I I mean, I guess I could agree that Twilight had a like a cultural, you know, kind of you know aspect to it because it well it was just popular it's like the hunger games yeah. or something you yep. know that's not me yeah. yep. but cinema wise pulp fiction is one of the most influential films that's ever been made oh you know yeah. it it changed yeah. the trajectory of film basically for a while i mean this is obvious obviously we're picking pulp fiction all right obviously oh, yeah. that's yeah. that has yeah. to go in I mean, the vault this is the best film that that is on this entire list <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I was just gonna say. Being, I, I, I would come up. I don't. I don't know what film you could put up against it that I would pick. I. You know what I mean. Yeah, that I, I'd almost have to pick Pulp Fiction over, even if it's a movie I like better. Pulp Fiction is just too important, which is weird, but it's 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 an important film. I mean, it really is. And there's not a whole lot of films I do like more than Pulp Fiction because it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> so, so yeah. there's no, all I, kinds I said, of reasons why. Yeah. I don't think that there's uh I don't think there's a there's a choice between this, but uh no, not Pulp Fiction really. is gonna go down as one of the greatest movies ever made. So Yeah, I think uh, so too. Let's review this list. I think we've got some good ones here. So we chose Porky's over Pleasantville. We still good with that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what time is it? I'm gonna watch Porky's tonight. I <laughs>
I could watch that right now. Honestly, there's a lot of movies here that we picked that I could just go watch right now. I, now that I think about it, I would love to watch Porky's again. Uh, I, that's a, it's just a, it's so fun and profane, you know? And if you like boobs, holy cow, man, does it have the boobs in it? Here, here, John, I got to ask you. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, generational difference here, Porky's or, mm-hmm. uh, American pie. Oh, kind of in the same bag, right? Yep. That's what I'm just, Aren't I'm just saying. Just generally. Yeah. Generally kind of in the same bag. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd probably still choose Porky's, but that's not to take anything away from American Pie because I think that's a hilarious. That's hilarious too. Yeah, but yeah. they are in that. They're in the same category, I guess. Yeah, I was just curious right? how that yeah. all, all yeah. shook out for you know, like I said, different. Yeah, a little it's, bit different of a generational it's, thing, but yeah, they're in the same column, I suppose. Yep, for sure, you yeah. know. I, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I would think that that's just a uh, a new generation of Porky's, right? Yeah, I mean that's. I think so. I think so. Yeah, you're right. Um, Cobra, directed by George P. Cosmotos. George P. Cosmotos is an interesting director. A lot of people think he's a director in name only on a lot of films. You know, it was that way for Tombstone. Hmm. It was that way for First Blood Part Two. It was there in basically directing by proxy. Somebody else was actually directing the film. Like, everyone kind of agrees that... Sylvester Stallone directed First Blood Part Two, hmm. even though he's not credited with it. And everybody also kind of agrees that Kurt Russell directed Tombstone. You know, um, so George P. Cosmotus. It's an interesting. I should do some more studying on this guy because I do like a lot of the films he's done, especially Cobra. You know, and this might be another situation where um, Stallone had a lot of the directorial power. Maybe it's like a co-director kind of situation. And usually this George P. Cosmotus, there's a lot of stories like that. So maybe he's just a good collaborator, you know, maybe he's just a good collaborator. Well, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. It makes you, it makes you wonder, like, does that take away from his directing or does it add to, you know, is that like a, a power of his to connect with his cast to allow them to, to help make it better? Right. Cause yeah, you're talking about, say. I mean, Tombstone was hard fantastic. So, so, yeah, you know, I, yeah. Tombstone wins against just about anything that it's up against for me. That's what I was going to say. So <laughs> I, I love no, that movie. I had no clue that was the same director, but there is, I yeah. am not, I am not going to lie. There is not one single movie that I can think of that I would put over tombstone in this vault. Yeah. I mean, like, because know, that movie that's, is perfect <laughs> from top to bottom. Jeff yep. does quote Tombstone more than probably about any other film. Uh, so oh, I mean, yeah, in man. such stupid ways and random things that happen in life. That is the most quotable <laughs> movie I've ever seen in my life. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Absolutely. Um, all right, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, I, I do like the movie. I do like yeah. the movie, for sure. You know, I, I've got no problems with it. Um, we chose Edward Scissorhands. Uh, again, not one of my favorite Tim Burton films, but I know it's got its fans. Th- this might be the first one like that. That that may be the Edward Scissorhands and Weird Science. That, that might be the first one that has the biggest dispute here. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what uh, still- what reaction you get from the listeners here, John. But that I, might be the first I know. one. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I would watch Weird Science over Edward Scissorhands any day. All right. I, I'm not sure what the fine tune, like the fine points were, or why we went Edward Scissorhands, but you know, I, I I can't be mad at it though. I mean, it is a an interesting film. Yeah. We chose Twister. 
I could go watch that right now too. Absolutely, I may watch that. That's right a movie. Now. Yeah, you could watch that at least once a week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those films you just never get tired of. Yeah. Sixth Sense is in the the bag. Um. Well, that, mean, that means Shutter Island's gone, John. That means Shutter Island. It means Shutter gone. Island's gone. I was I was just thinking that this is the one that I agonized over this one more than more than most. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I I think I may have made the wrong decision, but I can't be mad about it. The Sixth Sense is a solid movie. It is. It's it's great from top to bottom, no doubt about it. It's probably the better movie. You know? But again, I just I, I think we stated I, I like the way that it was put. Sixth Sense has to be in the vault. And I think yeah, that's just it, how we gotta yeah. look at it. Like it yeah. just it has to be in the vault. Right. Yeah. It just came down to that, I guess. Yeah. Well, we did choose King Kong over Spider-Man 3. I'm happy about that. But I would probably pick just about anything over Spider-Man 3, so that doesn't <laughs> really matter. We chose Sully over Flight. Real close, but yeah, I think you guys are right. I mean, the fact that Clint met the guy, that's what swayed me. <laughs> because it is, as far as I can tell, it's supposed to be like a really, really faithful adaptation yeah. of the story, right? Yep. Yeah, you got to respect that. You got to respect that. Uh, we chose the Naked Gun over Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, that's one that I want to watch right after this. Yeah, Naked <laughs> Gun is great. I have the urge to go watch Naked Gun now. So, <laughs> yeah, I I just watched Airplane not too long ago. I love those movies. Um, and then even though Chad gave us some some uh, problems with this, we did end up picking Pulp Fiction over Twilight. <laughs> I know that he was really aiming, you know, really wanted Twilight yeah. to be in there somewhere. Well, I, but I actually shut my computer down and 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 left in protest of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose okay. that's what the what the consensus wants. Yeah, and some of these that we lost, I'm not too mad about. Pleasantville, you know, it's good, but I could lose it. The Godzilla, the Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, I definitely could lose that. I'm just not a big fan of that one. Yeah, Vampires, that's a hard one for me to swallow. Getting rid of anything in Carpenter's filmography is really, it's a bitter pill for me. Weird Science, I should have went with Weird Science. And then The Wrestler, we were just talking about The Wrestler. Wrestler is a great film. It just... It just doesn't have that rewatchability that Twister does. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's so weird. And then the other ones, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and I honestly, to me, Twister is some kind of phenomenon. It is. You know, I don't oh. understand why. There, but if it's playing in a room, I'll slow down. I chat. I talked about this a lot of different times, John. That that really? watchability or rewatchability has to be a key aspect in in whether a movie is good or not. And and you can take these like amazing Oscar winning, you know, beautiful masterpieces. But if the right. rewatchability just isn't there, man, that 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 means something, <laughs> right? I'm you not saying what? it's a huge I, thing, but man, you got to take that into account. You know what? I think it. I think it comes down to. Some films can develop a fan base and some just can't. Yeah. You know, the wrestler is not going to develop a fan base. They're not going to Comic-Con and have everybody saying, oh, the wrestler. Twister, if you put the people from Twister on a stage at like a panel, everybody's going. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Dude, that, that would be awesome today. Yeah. To like uh, yeah. in today's world to see a panel of everybody that was in Twister. <laughs> that would be great. You know, but, you know, we lost The Wrestler. We lost Shutter Island, which is hard. That one was really tough for me. Shutter Island. Spider-Man. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. 
Spider-Man three. I'm really happy that's not there. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm I'm happy with this. Uh, I'm happy with what we did here today. I think I hope that the powers that be is you know are happy with this this list. You know, I hope we're not blamed for, you know, losing the wrestler or weird science. You know, I hope people just understand that we have a job to do and we're trying to do the best we can. Hey, it's it's not easy work, you know, doing what no, we're doing. This here. is hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, here's the here's the next one. Um, tombstone or Pulp Fiction? Tombstone. No, I'm just kidding. The tombstone, a hundred percent. I tombstone is. I'd in. probably take that too. I'd probably take. <laughs> I, yeah, I love Pulp Fiction. Tombstone is it. Tombstone is the best. Yeah, it could be the best movie of all time on any level. Yeah, no, it might be. It really might be. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, as we wrap this up today, like I said, we, there is there's a chance. You know, I hope we get to do this again. There's a uh, let me see. I guess it would be a fifty two percent chance that we're going to live. That's pretty good. I like those odds. Yeah, that's not bad. I like yeah. those odds. That's house odds. Yeah, that's We're not good. bad. But if you look up and see the Willis Affleck asteroid, <laughs> you know, coming, you better run for the vault. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, guys, I really appreciate you coming on here today. This has been awesome. Uh, I think we did some uh, some really some fine work tonight. Absolutely, yeah. and it was well, our th- pleasure. Th- John. Thanks for having us back. So this was a pleasure. Thanks again to my guests, Chad Weeks and Clint Schaffer. Find their show, The Mirko Movie Guys, on YouTube. Do it now. It's a good one. If you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to send them to jwnboomcast at gmail.com. So, I guess that's it. Thank you for your patience and your attention in this matter. Until next time, gang, stay creative. Stay creative.